Hello guys and welcome to this episode of A Chat With Pat. Uh, my guest on this episode is Matt Daniels. He's a runner, um, he's accomplished <laughs> some amazing distances compared in some long, arduous, tough races, um, including ultra marathons. Um, he's ran just some crazy, crazy, crazy distances. Um, but there is a method behind the madness. Um, he's raised $50,000 for charity, including the Leukemia Foundation and the Breast Cancer Foundation. He's an all-round cool dude, amazingly motivated, um, inspirational, and just a really nice dude. I loved being around him and conversating with him and discussing some things about running and his motives behind that and his experiences. His journey is incredible, and I really think you guys will get a lot out of this. Um, enjoy this one. Love you all, guys. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. You! Get get Listeners. Snake Edwards on the recorder here. This one's a belter. Matty Daniels, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thanks very much for having us. Uh, no worries. Thank you for having me here. Um, I appreciate you giving up your time for me to have a chat with you. Um, now, for the listeners who may not know you, I'm just going to take a quick second to reel off some of your amazing accomplishments, mate. I mean, if I get them wrong, don't hesitate <laughs> to correct me, okay? Yeah, no worries at all. Um, so you've completed a 24-hour run-walk at Relay for Life in 2011? Correct, yep. Correct. 100-kilometre Surf Coast Century and 100-kilometre Oxfam Walk? Yep. Yep. Ran 760 kilometres from Adelaide to Geelong? Yep, it was in 2014, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sweating thinking about this. Um, completed 96 kilometres Kokoda Trail just a month after that, a few yep. months. Um, 2015 Anzac Day... Ultra Marathon, which is 454 kilometres yep. in 129 days? Uh, 454 kilometres. That was over five days. That was a, um, yeah, it was an Anzac Ultra oh, run yeah. up, in, up in Canberra. But yeah, that one was done in 2015. Jeez. And uh, 55 marathons in 55 days, which is also a world record. Yep, that was yeah. 2016. And to put that into context for the listeners, that's about, it's longer than running from Auckland to Queenstown. It's about running from Geelong to Cairns. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, I think it was Geelong Cairns we worked out. Yeah, you could run it from across Europe with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a fair, a fair way. And also ran twenty four hours on a treadmill. Yep, correct. But I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong again, you've raised over fifty thousand dollars for charity. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, about fifty thousand dollars for the Leukemia Foundation. Yeah, and then about um about another twenty to twenty five thousand dollars are raised for the Breast Cancer Network Australia during the um Adelaide to Geelong run. Jeez, you are a madman, an inspirational madman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so what was your sporting background before all this? Right? Before this running stuff, we peel it back when it all started. What was your first sporting and competitive background? Yeah. Okay. I also I grew up in Anglesey, so coastal mm-hmm. town. Um, sort of half an hour from Geelong down there, grew mm-hmm. up down there and loved it down there. So growing up, I was really active, played, you know, all the sports that, that mm-hmm. boys play growing up. So I played a bit of footy, basketball, a bit of cricket, tennis, um, was running back then as well, just as a, as a kid getting around town. Yep. Um, so growing up, I was just really always active. Um, I probably loved basketball the most and played, you know, basketball um, growing up, but then got into the running in the sort of late teenage years, but didn't really sort of start running competitively or really getting into it until sort of late 20s. And then um, 2010, 
10 was the, uh, the first marathon I did was the Melbourne Marathon. And then uh, it's pretty much yeah, snowballed out of control since 2010 <laughs> until uh, until today. So, but growing up, it was just always um, yeah, really active. You know, mm. doing um, all the sports that the kids do growing up. Yeah. What do you remember from that first marathon, the Melbourne Marathon? What was the? I guess peel back even more the preparation for that for your first time and thinking, oh, I'm going to have a crack at running. What yeah. do you remember of that? Yeah, I do remember training in the lead up. I probably looking back, knowing what I know now, I didn't, definitely didn't do probably the uh the correct training or the amount of training needed to to run really well but uh, i think my aim at the time was under four hours and I, I managed to do that i think i did it in about three hours and 54 minutes so i was really wrapped with that um but i remember it being hard you know after 35k mark the last sort of seven and a bit k's gets uh, pretty hard they say, they say you hit the wall hit the around wall. then yeah yeah I, I definitely hit the wall but um finished on the mcg so that was yeah the first one and then that gave me a taste of um you know what it was like to to complete a run and get a marathon done and then yeah i was always looking for something bigger straight after that and that, that's a common theme i think with endurance sports and mm. um there technically really is no finish line yeah and i think that's what makes it quite addictive is that fair to say yeah definitely i totally agree yeah there's no no uh no finish line no mm. no real um limits to what you can do so that's sort of what i'm finding now i'm on a different path now chasing a, a sub three hour marathon but yeah. i've done some big running um you know things in the last decade but um, yeah, once you, you do finish a, a run, whether it be a 5K, a 10, a half or a full, you're, you're always looking for the next best thing. The next best thing. No, that's yeah. 100%. As you can see, as I reeled off in your achievements, um, before it kind of just grew and grew and grew. Yeah, that's, that's pretty um, much what's happened. So the first one that we touched on, if we, oh, we'll quickly touch on all of them. Um, the 100 kilometer one, was that before? That was obviously after the marathon. Yeah, that was in 2012. So um, in 2011, I did the Relay for Life in memory of my uncle, raised a, a little bit of money for the, I think it's a cancer cancel. Um, my uncle passed away. So I did the Relay for Life and walk, sort of ran 24 hours. Um, I did 226 laps of the of the Relay for Life oval. I remember that. And that was, was about, that? It's about 85 kilometers that I did, um, sort of run, walk. That was in 2011. Then um, after that, I was sort of searching for something next sort of next sort of thing to achieve. Yeah. So yeah, I signed up to the 2012 Surf Coast Century, which was the first one down in Anglesey there, where I grew up. So that was a bit of a to me, it felt like a bit of a sign to head back there and do a, yeah. a big ultra marathon down there. Yeah, so that was my first sort of long um, running event, and that was yeah, that was really enjoyable. Knocked that one over, uh, not in a in a great time, but um, yeah, love the challenge of it and, and trained a bit for that, and um, was good to get that done. Does your mind go in some pretty deep <laughs> places, I guess, when you're pushing your body to such limits? Like what what makes you, when you hit that wall or when you think, shit, I can't go anymore, I don't think my body can, where where do you go from there? Yeah, um, I'm not uh, I'm not sure if I've ever, well, I mean, I've you, definitely hit the wall yeah, in, in how most of How do you keep sane, I guess, yeah, when yeah. you're doing that? Those yeah, yeah, well, I, I usually have a really big why or a big reason as to what I'm doing, you know, yeah. so with Anglesey, um and the, the 100k there obviously i was returning home um uh, i had yeah a couple of a couple of the kids were, were younger so I was, obviously that was a big motivation to i show i suppose um you know show them and prove to them that um sort of what you can do so i've always usually got a really big motivation as to why i'm doing what i'm doing so when it times get tough in the in the runs or late in some of these big yeah. running journeys i'm able to sort of push through but i never really <laughs> think at any stage throughout um any of the things i've done that you know it's all too hard and i, I sort of can't continue i think i'm sort of pretty strong-minded and able to yeah. push through and um you know just get the job done one way or another yeah and then after that i guess if we're talking your journey and races and things like that accomplishments um i'll 
the emotional one might have been Kokoda when you reflect on that because a lot of people talk about that. I know that mate do it then that it's quite an emotional journey like thinking back all the historical events and the things that happened there mm-hmm. was that a little bit different to just competing and running yeah that and- was yeah that was sort of totally different but that was that was um an awesome experience so that was done yeah through through Mick and um O'Malley Fitness with the Kokoda journey and that was with a couple of clients uh from my my previous business there so we took a heap of clients over uh, I did it with my wife Lee as well, so, uh, so that, that would have been extra special. Yeah, it was an extra that. special time, and uh, just the whole experience was unbelievable. Every day is really challenging, mm-hmm. uh, and it was great to do it with a really good group of clients from the gym. So um, totally different than than running a marathon, but we had a, a good little training block where we all um, you know prepared together as a as a team. Um, yeah, had a really great crew that went over there, and it was an unbelievable experience that yeah. I think everyone should do. Yeah, oh no doubt. Yeah, I, as I think I mentioned, I had a mate who done anything. It was like the most surreal experience mm. ever just to think everything that's happened there yeah like the backdrop of it all mm. it was quite emotional for him yeah yeah definitely. um now the adelaide to geelong distance yeah that running how did that come about how so that it? come about um that was in year 2014 so my my nana um passed away with breast cancer she battled breast cancer for a couple of years passed away uh and i remember seeing her um just before she passed away and i sort of made a promise or a bit of a pact to myself to try and honor her the best way i could uh, she was a mad Hawthorne supporter, so I absolutely <laughs> loved the Hawks. She idolised Shane Crawford. So what I did was I, I took Crawford's idea when he ran from oh, Melbourne to Adelaide. Oh, sorry, I think he ran from Adelaide, sorry, to, to Melbourne, back to yep. the Channel 9 studio. So I basically um, left the Rundle Mall and ran from Adelaide down to Geelong in memory of my nana. And um, what I did was I arrived back on what would have been her 79th birthday. So June 1st, I arrived back in Geelong at my gym. Uh, had all the the BCNA crew there, family, friends there, and then uh, raised it just over twenty grand in the process as well. So that was a, an epic little journey, and that was in memory of my nana. So that was something that was um, yeah pretty cool. How many k's a day did you roughly clock up? If yeah, you between yeah, about sixty, between sixty and seventy k's a day. So we yeah left what? Adelaide and, and uh, went straight into the hills there. But about sixty to seventy every day. I think there was a one day there that I was just under sixty when I was battling a, a bit of an Achilles issue, but. Mm. Other than that, um, yeah, between sixty and seventy got us back on on the um, the time we we were set for. And what time would you start each day? Uh, pretty, yeah, pretty early each day. So I think between five and six a.m. each day I'd start, Jeez. and then just try to get the K's done and stop where I needed to for some yep. food, and then just um, you know recharge for a bit, and then go again and try and get it done. Obviously, earlier I got it done, the more recovery time I had for the next day, and then we could all um, set up for the night and then go again the next day. Yeah, it's and it's. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a long way, but it was awesome to arrive back to the, um, yeah, had a really big turnout back at the gym. Yeah. And like I said, the BCA, BCNA were there with the, the pink lady. Uh, we made a heap of donations along the way, which was oh. awesome. A lot of the communities got behind us and stuff like that. So, and again, I had my wife, Lee, there, a um, couple of good mates of mine and, and mum come along for the journey as well. So we had a really good support crew. Mm. They looked after me. I just had to get out and, and run every day. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, during these runs, mm-hmm. I guess, how do you feel your body like during them? Because um, it's, it's quite a science behind it now. And yep. I think a lot of listeners may not necessarily know just how important it is to fuel your body during mm-hmm. these runs. So, yep. during these certain ones, what, has anything changed over time as you've updated yourself with the new science or has it all kind of trial and error for what works for Matt? Yeah, it's yeah, a little bit, I suppose, trial and error for what works for me. But um, I've sort of got like a, a marathon type um preparation down pat now in terms of nutrition and stuff like that that seems to be working really well now the last few marathons i've done 
Um, but in terms of these long runs, it's just about getting as much fuel in as you can. Obviously, mm. you're, you're using a lot of energy um, over the course of every day, sort of 60 to 70 Ks. So with those mm. ones, it's just about having food pretty much ready to go. So the support crew were great looking yeah. after me and they would just come down with whatever I needed. Um, there were certain days that I craved different things and stuff like that. But <laughs> at the end of the funny. day, it was all about having a really good meal at night, recovering as best I could, obviously keeping the fluids up, um, always getting a good breakfast in to set yourself up for the day ahead. Mm. Um, but basically because you're using so much energy, I'm just sort of consuming as much sort of food as I want. Yeah. 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 My, um, my great man told me food is fuel. Like, yeah. No yeah. Matter what. And then the spe- and that's more important than such. Yeah. Like these things and these physical feats. Yep. Have you, um, heard of Clint Kimmons? Have you followed him? He's a cyclist with Garmin and he, um, yep. actually he did Lake Tarpo, which is 640 Ks, I think over 24 hours and he consumed, I think 12 or 13,000 calories yeah. during that time. It's just <laughs> yeah. crazy. crazy. At least he says like cheeseburgers, Mars bars. Yeah. Was there anything like that? that you I was sitting there <laughs> in, uh, in 2016, I did that 24 hour treadmill run. Oh, so yeah. um, I sort of kept track and monitored the food a bit there and the, the local paper did a bit of a spread as to what I ate. So I think I had a little bit some pizzas at night uh you know some mars bars um some energy drinks all sorts of stuff like you said food is is fuel so that 24-hour treadmill run that was just smashing down um i did 160 kilometers over 24 hours on a treadmill so i was consuming as i was sort of running was consuming um as much food as i possibly could so uh, yeah, just getting it in. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And Mars bars must be the common theme here. Mars bars, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the bit, on the big journeys every now and then, the Mars bars is uh, is great. Yeah. And then the Anzac Day, um, you know, a mar- oh, ultra marathon, 454Ks. Yeah, so now, that, was that something new to you, that ultra marathon distance? Like, yeah, yeah, like definitely. One was. race? Yeah, one yeah. race. So I was a little bit different. So I'd done the Adelaide to Geelong over uh, 12 days, I think that 760K was. Yeah. And then I was looking for, I suppose, the next challenge after doing the Kokoda. So 2015, I saw up in Canberra that was at the, um, yeah, it was the Anzac Ultra. So that was basically everyone started at the same time and it was just um, sort of first to the finish line. So it was 454Ks um, around through the sort of Stromlo forest up there. Yep. So, um, and it was, yeah, conditions were horrendous. So we had a lot of people pull out, but basically we all started. Um, I think the winner did it in maybe three and a half days something like that um but yeah i come in um it was about 120 something hours so maybe about four four and a half five days um yeah i come in so i think i come fourth place in that That's which was amazing. which was pretty cool but it was all about just getting that done and surviving the conditions because um yeah that was pretty pretty full on so i think i did about 115 k's on day one and then we basically uh slept for a few hours woke up and then hit the track and then you'd um set off again and, and do as many k's you could day two yeah. three and, and four so that was really challenging the terrain was um you know really hard weather conditions pretty horrific but it was good to get that done and that was something totally new mm. than what i'd done before yeah was it strictly like just seeing about like attrition with the with the participants was it just okay well if i sacrifice a little it's just getting it done like yeah um, having limited sleep and things yep. like that yeah i remember the last night i wanted to i knew that there was a, a few in front of me some really elite ultra runners um and that was fine but i knew i was sort of around that sort of top five and i thought if i can finish sort of top five it'd be pretty cool just for a guy that's come up from um victoria you know without much of an idea <laughs> uh, so i um you know i only had like i think it was two hours sleep on the last night we stayed in the tent woke up after two hours and then i got running again knowing that 
the sooner I get out, the more chance I've got of trying to, you know, stay ahead of the the next person Did behind me. Did anyone else, if they heard you waking up, they'd get up? Yeah, as well. we were nice and quiet, <laughs> and then we, and then I got going on the track. So uh, I remember falling asleep in a chair at about because um, it was about a seventy to 75k loop that we did so i remember being about 20 kilometers in and i met um, the support crew there and sat in the chair there and had dozed off for a little bit and had a little bit of a nap and then got going again so that was definitely challenging especially the last um you know the last leg of that but um yeah i was glad to get it done i don't think no one passed me on that last day so it was pretty cool to finish it that's an amazing feat especially top five and never done ultra before. yeah yeah no i didn't have i didn't have any idea at all i went out way too fast i was pretty much sprinting the first <laughs> 10ks uh just had the shorts and, and the socks on um but yeah it got pretty pretty um bad with the weather so we had a lot of people like i said pull out you know some mm. hypothermia and all sorts of issues going on the weather was uh yeah it was pretty bad up there at the time i can imagine with ultra because it's reasonably new that a few people like during the headlights or any bit yeah. of science or um anything you got behind your knowledge means even more during race time yeah it's just crazy how much it's blown up and developed yeah yeah lately yeah especially endurance sports i guess yeah exactly yeah it really has that ultra ultra scenes really blown up lately Mm. so um a lot of people yeah shifting to that and Mm. hitting the trails uh yeah which is good you mentioned your support crew in these races who are they normally comprised Uh, of yeah so my wife lee she's been a, a great support and has supported me since day one so she's always on board and then um, with that one up in Canberra, that was uh, a mate of mine who joined me in Adelaide as well. So it was uh, Skeeter, his nickname is. He, <laughs> he come up. Uh, and then just a couple of good mates that, that want to come up and, you know, spend a few days mm. following me around, I suppose. So uh, it's usually just a few mates. Mum's been on a few and, uh, and my wife, Lee. But together we always form a, a bit of a team and then they, they help out and they just look after all the logistical side of things and I just get out and run and they meet me at stops and provide me with food and whatever else I need, which is awesome. Have you ever had a, like a coach or someone guide you through all these things? Or uh, No, just it- recently I've, I'm being coached at the moment by um, Julian Spence um, from Run Strong yeah. um, Online Coaching. So um, Julian grew up in Anglesey as well. He's an elite marathoner, so he's run 2.14 for a marathon before. Represented Australia um, at the World Champs in Doha, so he's an elite marathoner. So I hooked up with him after I finished my... Um, 535 half marathons um, the plan was to get a bit quicker and start to uh, try to take it a bit more serious and yeah. try to get yeah a bit quicker with the marathon so he's been awesome since I've been on board with him from um, from June of last year so I've only had him for about seven months so you've only just had a coach the last yeah yeah, yeah. The, other, the other times it was all about just um, yeah I'll just rock up and and try and get it done well I get it done so I just uh, figure it out as I go and there was no plan behind that when you before that it was just like no no plan no just um no plan b really it's just plan a get get to the start line you know feel good uh and then get it done as best I can so uh looking back I wish I did have a coach you know after the first Melbourne marathon in 2010 I um I mean it's easy to say in hindsight but it would have been great to grab a coach then and learn you know a heap you know over the last 10 years but um, yeah, taking it a bit more serious now and really enjoying um, yeah, the, the coaching that Julian's given me and um, probably fitter than, yeah, fittest and strongest I've ever been. At, at Even when you were younger? Yeah, yeah, I reckon, yeah. Yeah, so I'm running quicker than I ever have and uh, yeah, feeling really good and 40 years old, so I'm tracking <laughs> along okay. And then yeah. that theme of just getting it done, was that carried through the, the 55 and 55, the 55 marathons in 55 days? Yeah, that was, yeah. So um, <laughs> I read a book called um, With Every Step in Late, 2015 mm. um, and was really inspired by that book by um, a guy called Andrew Cadigan who walked around Australia um, in memory of a mate who had leukemia 
Um, Cad walked around Australia for 18 months, um, went overseas to put a book together about his journey and um, was tragically killed over there. So his dad basically got all his son's notes, put them all together in a book, um, titled it with every step. And then uh, that's the book that I read in late 2015. Couldn't put it down, got super inspired. Uh, and then uh, I touched base with Neil, Cad's dad, and um, asked if I could do a run in, in honour of Cad and try to continue the work that Cad had done Amazing. for the Leukaemia Foundation. So uh, I decided to do, yeah, 55 marathons in, in 55 days in 2016. And that was in memory of Cad. So uh, really big motivation behind that. A big reason why we raised about, yeah, just over 20 grand for the Leukaemia Foundation or for Cad's cause, which mm. is what his, um, yeah, his cause was. Um, so yeah, he's been a, a really big motivation for me since, since 2016 and a lot of my running journeys have been on the back of his memory. Yeah. And no one's broken that to this day. Uh, I'm not sure yeah, not if sure. anyone's broken. I think the previous one before me was 53 marathons in a row mm. and then uh, I was going to do 54. A mate said he would jump in for one if I do 55. So I said, all right, we'll do 55. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so that was 55 in a row from January the 1st until uh, February. 23rd i think it was yeah. february 24th can i remember the dates yeah, but that was um warmer day, like warmer time of the yeah, year. yeah yeah so that was one a day every single day for 55 days and then um that was all certified by the, the guinness world record crew about 12 months later you have to send through a whole lot of information oh. that was really hard i often joke around that was harder than the actual run sending all the information <laughs> through getting it it's all like applying for a visa yeah that's it getting <laughs> it all um you know proven that it was that it was correct and accurate and all those sort of things but anyway that's all been ticked off and got the certificate sent down so that hangs mm. proudly in the study at the moment yeah definitely and that's just a byproduct i guess of the real work that you've done and all this work for charity and yep. fundraising as well and research for various things like leukemia and breast mm -hmm. cancer yeah it's been um yeah something i'm really proud of being able to raise yeah, about 50 grand for CADS Cause Leukemia Foundation, then obviously a little bit for the, um, the Breast Cancer Network Australia. So always running with a purpose, I suppose, bigger than myself has been really good. And um, yeah, that gives me a lot of motivation. And obviously, I'm never going to quit when I've got you know, a really yeah. big reason to do what I'm doing. So yeah, proud of some of the um, money I've been able to raise for, for charity. How do you fit all this in? I mean, most of this, this chunk of these feeds have been when you've been a father mm -hmm. and working and things like that. How, how in the world do you feel? Yeah, I, look, I don't know sometimes. Uh, yes, I've got four, four beautiful kids. So they range in age from 17. Uh, little Carter is two and a half. So he's turning three in June. So four kids, um, obviously wife, and then, uh, yeah, running my own business. I've run my own business for personal training business for 13 years. Uh, so yeah, juggling it has always been a little bit tricky. So uh, I don't know, I just make it work. So, I mean, there's plenty of times I've run crazy hours in the morning, you know, 3.30, 4am in the morning, um, late at night. Um, my wife's very supportive, so she allows me to go and do what I've got to do. Um, and all the kids are supportive. So, yeah, I just make it work, really. I don't, I don't even know how sometimes. Like, <laughs> I look back at the 535 in a row, and I'm not sure how I did a half marathon a day every day for a year and a half because that's, um, yeah, pretty full-on and pretty taxing and pretty time-consuming, yeah. so... But yeah, just get it done, make it work. Um, yeah, no excuses, and then just just make it work. Really, yeah, work around. Yeah, work around the kids, um, school drop off, work, all those sort of things. So were they accumulated, or was it in one go, like the the record? So the forty two k's or the full marathons were they over just in one go, or were they accumulated for the day? Yeah, to so qualify for the record for the world record. Yeah, yeah so that was all done at once. So yep. that was just a marathon done in say four and a half, five hours. Get home, recover, do some hours at the gym, PT. Uh, have a sleep, wake up, yeah. do it again. So that was, yeah, 
all in a row. So it wasn't, you know, 10 Ks and then in the afternoon, another 20 and then in an afternoon, another yeah. 10, whatever. Yeah, so it was always 42.2 Ks in a row. Uh, record that. I had to record, um, you know, start time. Our start time, finish time, then I had to sort of record in real life time where I was at the 10K mark, 20K, 30K, 40K to um, get it all certified through the Guinness World yeah. Record. So there's a fair bit to that. So yeah, all, all done at once. Have there ever been a time where you just thought like, why am I doing this? Or you just wanted to call it in and just, you know, during an event just say, oh, well, I can just give, give it up. Like, honestly, I know yeah, it's yeah. got that yeah. greater cause where you're just thinking, well, can I do this? Or? Yeah, that, that's a good question. No, I haven't really, but I did with the 535 half marathons. I started that in um, December of 2017. Mm. And prior to that, I wasn't doing a lot. So I was doing a, a few runs a week. Uh, I stacked oh. a heap of weight on. So I was closing in on... Um, 100 kilograms on the scales and that's when yeah. i really needed a kick in the ass and needed to do yeah, something so when i first started the 535 i think i was only sort of two weeks into that and i was tired really lethargic i was obviously too heavy to be running and for the first time probably ever i um yeah i said to a holly the a good friend of mine who i was running with i said to her i think i've bitten off more than i can chew this yeah. time around like i've still got over a year to go and i'm i'm pretty <laughs> i'm pretty cooked already um but now i got that you know the half marathon that day got it done with holly and then you know you wake up the next day get it done and before you know it i'd done 35 and then you got 500 to go and then you just chip it away at it and then obviously i started stripping the um the weight off a little bit which which helped um but there that there was early on in that 535 day journey that i sort of thought for the first time i'm not sure i can actually can actually do this so um but that was probably the only time yeah that's and that's amazing that a lot of people might know about you that you were you know quite heavy before mm-hmm. that yeah yeah and it was just a more health life changing thing as well yeah yep that's, that's amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah so it definitely was too heavy yeah I jumped on the scales and I thought look I need to I need to really do something here and I started thinking about what I love doing and um I often was thinking back to CAD and and that marathons and I thought well that was when I sort of felt invincible and unstoppable and so um what i did with the 535 day a lot of people ask why that number so basically i started the same day that cad started his walk so he started his walk december 27th 2010 and he finished his walk june 14th on the sydney harbour bridge 2012 so what i did was i took those two dates the 27th of december to june 14th last year um so i did it yeah over 18 months which was 535 days so the same amount of time it took cad to walk around australia i ran a half marathon a day so that's where that number come from so uh yeah that's how that come about and um when i wanted to do something and yeah was carrying a bit of weight and needed to get my life back in order after having carter yeah i thought back to cad and i thought all right i'm going to do something bigger than i've ever done before and that's where the, the half marathon journey come about and it's interesting to me because you're in you've already accomplished so much and then okay something happened of you know taking easy as we do sometimes putting mm-hmm. a few kilos was there anything that caused that or was it just no no, no yeah just complacency yeah. just being lazy really so uh <laughs> well, you yeah. deserved a break i think <laughs> yeah, yeah so after, after doing the um 24-hour treadmill run that was 2016 in december so all of 2017 i was just you know a couple of runs a oh. week throwing a few little weights around um carter was on the way in june uh work you know just uh, all the normal sort of stuff but um yeah i took complete responsibility for that jumped on the scars and thought all right i need to Mm. get things moving again otherwise i'm just going to continue down this road so um i was carter was only a couple of um months old and that's when i jumped on the scales and saw 99.2 kilos and i thought shit i'm I'm 800 grams off triple figures here so i got to thinking yeah what i could do again um bigger than 
um, what I'd done previously. Mm-hmm. So that's when I thought about Cad and the, the journey he'd been on. I thought, all right, well, I'll do these half marathons. And that's since then. I haven't haven't looked back. And um, yeah, I don't think I will since then. I finished that in June of last year. And then since then, I did the 100 kilometer surf coast century again at the end of, um, or in September of 2019. And then I've done a marathon so far in 2020. Uh, had the Canberra Marathon penciled in in three weeks' time, but that's that's out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've got a few more marathons lined up for this year, and, and then, like I said, trying to work on speed and get quicker. So uh, yeah, I don't think I'll stop running again. Mm. Have you noticed much changes in yourself? I guess with your running times and stuff like that since you've got the coach. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. So I've improved out of sight um, in terms of speed. Uh, I've learned a, a lot from him. Yeah, um, running some a crazy lot. time, like four minute fifteen k. Yeah, yeah. Spe- so speedy. Like yeah, for yeah. People that don't run. Yeah. yeah. So trying to uh, trying to get quicker. Definitely, like I said, the fittest and strongest I've been, and can run some um, some okay times, like nowhere near elite times, but yeah. uh, definitely moving a lot quicker than I used to. Um, and just learn a lot more about training and um, the way training structured and stuff like that. So back in the day, I just you know go out and run, and then the next day try and beat the time you know from the previous day, and then continue that method. But there's um, a bit of a method to it all. So yeah, learn a lot through Julian. Uh, yeah, so which is which has been really good. So training harder, I mean smarter, not harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a couple of really hard sessions a week, and the hard sessions are hard. But then I'm doing some a lot of easy runs as well. So making the easy runs really easy. Uh, and not trying to um, let the ego get in the way of the easy yeah. runs, just rolling the legs over. And but then when it's time to go hard, like the, you know, whether you're doing four hundreds or one k reps or uh, a tempo run, but just making sure when it's time to go hard, you go hard, and it all's coming together really well. So I'm probably yeah, I'm definitely on track to to run sub three really soon. It's funny they all bring something different mentally and physically. Those distances, like one, like four hundreds, five hundreds. I remember footy training was just the shittest thing. Yeah, ever. yeah. like just yeah. so hard and so anaerobic and. Mm just lactate would build crazy yep. and then 1k's as well like just those repeated efforts but then also on the endurance side it's like i've got another 40k's i'm yeah, two yeah. days in for a marathon yeah. it's just so crazy yeah yeah but it's also amazing how you know adaptable and strong the human body is i'm sure mm-hmm. i don't know if you found that during yep. your experience because i also lost about 36 kilos when i was going into year 12 yeah and it was just so addictive about how good and strong you could become and healthy that yeah, was yeah. my own thing yeah and it never ends like it's like a bit like the running you're always evolving and you you know you feel you feel great so you want to just mm. keep getting bigger and, and better or faster yeah. so um yeah but those sessions uh, i totally get what you mean so i've done the yeah, last week oh, this week was some 2400s uh the week before was some so it was 10 1k reps um but then like tomorrow for instance i got 40k long run tomorrow so they all bring a little bit um of something different to the table but it's good it keeps you on your toes and yeah keeps the body um yeah keeps the body moving which is which is good yeah and people underestimate just health i think and yeah. just feeling good and how addictive that is in a sense like we can talk about you know these distances and getting it done but just being you know having energy and waking up in the morning and feeling good it's just underestimated i think and um, society but luckily we're getting a bit more knowledge about it as well yeah totally yeah and that's what i i mean sub three hours is my aim for this year and i mean but that's just the time i'm not yeah. totally caught up with that but i said running gives me um you know really a sense of purpose for the day a sense of mm. meaning um discipline direction um it feels like once i get my run done for the day everything else you know falls into place around that so it's a lot more than just times and, and reps and sets and yeah. all those sort of things and splits so to me, running just gives me yeah a really good sense of purpose and um, sets me up for the day perfectly. So it's really important mm. for me that I get out and, and get it done, whether it's 1K or, or 40K. Now, we mentioned um, on the other side of things, recovery 
before. What are some mm-hmm. of your recovery practices, I guess, mate? You mentioned sleep, so I guess that's pretty important as everyone might know. But what yep. else would you utilise? Yeah, so sleep and probably nutrition is is the uh, is is definitely the key. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people say, you know, recovery is just as important as, as yeah. the work, and I really believe that. So, yeah, getting a good night's sleep can do wonders for you. Uh, looking after your nutrition, so um, obviously steering clear of the the junk food or the takeaway every second second day um what i do i do a little bit of foam rolling um i get a sort of a pretty regular massage um but other than that i just try to yeah really hone in on good nutrition uh, get a good night's sleep when i can um and sort of foam rolling and massage from time to time i I don't think i go sort of overboard within with the recovery but in saying that um like i said before with the training um i really listen to my body so the easy days are really easy the hard days are hard and that, yeah. that allows me to always wake up feeling pretty pretty yeah. good. So those long active recovery runs definitely yeah. help as well. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. And you just wake up feeling um, there's no need to hammer yourself every day. So a lot of people ask how I'm able to do so many Ks per week, you know, back to back or year after year. But it's really listening to your body and just being, um, you know, flexible if there's a, something on the plan that's set for you and you're not feeling it um or your your pace has got to slow a little bit you know it's not the end of the world if you if you miss your splits by 10 seconds and you've got to listen to your body and then you know be able to bounce back the following day yeah. so to me i'm um yeah always listening to my body and then just recovering as best i can around work and kids and all those sort of things yeah and you mentioned nutrition do you follow any specific diet i've ever tried or no? yeah no not really no so um i get asked that question a lot but yeah i just um like you said food is fuel so i just take a, a lot of food in um but a lot of good food so very rarely uh you know have takeaway or junk food or anything like that so just eat good food um look after my body as best i can but i don't really not one to follow um yeah a diet or a plan or anything like that yeah what do you think about those i guess in running specifically i think ketos come up a fair bit and yeah. vegan yeah diets what do you think about those things? yeah well i've seen um yeah i've heard some great results from people who are who've gone vegan and their running has improved and stuff like that um yeah which is fine if it works for them you know yeah. go for it but then i know plenty of other runners that um, you know, that aren't vegan, that can run some super, <laughs> super quick times in a quite healthy, strong and really good runners as well. So, I mean, everybody's different and different things work for different people. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's, everyone's different. So whatever works for you. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing. We're all, we're almost, we're all, um, science experiments somewhat. You got yeah. trial and error and see what works for you and yeah, when yeah. you compete and when you're taking your gels and your nutrition during races, it's all what works for you and yeah, exactly. what is sustainable. Yep. I think is just as important. Yeah, yeah, and that takes a little bit of time playing around with all that sort of stuff. But yeah. like you said, once you you nail it, if you have your you know your your meal the night before a marathon, and then your breakfast, and then you have your gels or you have a nutrition sort of protocol you follow on the day. Yeah. Once you nail that, you know there's no need to play around with it if that's what works for you. But yeah. it can be totally different for other people. Do you utilize um gym and strength and conditioning work as well within your running? Yeah, a little bit. Definitely not as much as I um should do. So that's something I definitely yeah. want to improve on. Um and with the with the coronavirus getting around yeah. now and the news getting around now <laughs> with a lot of races getting cancelled, yeah. that's something I'm gonna try and use as a you know, put a bit of positive spin on it and definitely get in the gym for some more yeah. strength sessions as well. So um yeah, a little bit of strength sessions, but definitely can be can be done better. Yeah. Do you follow running pretty hard as a sport or any other endurance sports that interest you? Uh yeah, definitely follow running pretty closely. So um yeah, definitely follow running closely. The elite 
sort of be um, keen yes. for the Olympics. What's that? You'd be keen for the Olympics. Yeah, you'd be keen for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> bit of a sports head. head. Yeah, love yeah. sort of all all sports, um, footy, basketball. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely follow the the running scene as well. Since I've sort of taken it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Was there any athlete that kind of resonated or inspired you to with with your feats? Um, in particular. No, not in particular. No, um, not from a sporting sort of background, I suppose. Um, always had some some idols growing up with basketball, like you know the usual Jordan yeah. and Alan Iverson and all those sort of crew. But in running, um, no, I don't really look up to anyone in particular from a running point of view. I mean, there's so many incredible stories out there. I take inspiration from a lot of runners that I, um, you know, that I see and, and see what they accomplish and stuff like that. But um, no, I've been probably more inspired from yeah people like Cad reading Cad's book and inspired from own family members and, and stuff like that. So, um, but definitely keep an eye on a lot of um, yeah runners from around the world and a lot of them are inspirational in their own right and doing some you know incredible things. Why running? Like, like it could have you know at the start been anything, but and we touched on it before. You know, it's got no finish line, but mm. so does other things like I guess you know triathlons and running and endurance sports. But why mm-hmm. running? Why run? I think I. Um, I think I love it because it's just me as well. So okay. I'm, I'm not relying on, uh, you know, meeting someone every day. I'm not relying on teammates to rock up to training. I'm not relying on sort of anyone else. I've just got to put on my shoes, get out, and it's it all sort of falls back on me. So my results and how I go with running and what I do is all <laughs> dependent on me. Yeah. So it's, it's all on my shoulders. So I love that aspect to it because, um, you know, if, if things don't go to plan, I've only got myself to blame sort of yeah. thing. So I do love that component to it. Um, and yeah, just always loved it. So growing up in Anglesey, I just remember the feeling that it gave me during running. Um, obviously, after running, you feel amazing. The runner's high. Yeah, the runner's cool. high. Yeah, it's, it's always there whether you and no matter what sort of run you do, once you, you hit the finish line, you know, you have that runner's high. So I've always loved the feeling of, of that. And then, um, yeah, I've always just been really passionate about it and been able to achieve some, um, you know, some big feats along the way. And um you know, raise raise a fair bit of money and, and yeah. um, do some running for a purpose bigger than myself. So that's always been, uh, yeah, something I'm really proud of. But, yeah, I've just always loved it, loved the feeling that it's given me. And like I said, it gives me a lot of um, purpose and a meaning and direction to my day. So, um, and I can do it, yeah, anywhere, anytime. Anywhere, yeah, yeah. Well, like the Kenyans and Ethiopians are so yeah. successful and it's just like, you know, they just run barefoot and yeah, run yeah. crazy time. So, yeah. Like Kip Choge, did you follow that? Yeah, yeah, I followed that, yeah, the sub the sub two hours. So that was incredible. What like, did you think about that as a runner? Like, because I know it's a little bit controversial mm. with the how we had the pace setters yep. and the shoes and everything like that. And yeah. The, and the track obviously helped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely think all those sort of things helped. I think that, you know, the drinks handed to him, mm-hmm. the track, the um, the pacing, the way it was formed and all those sort of things. But I still think it's a, an incredible feat. Um, yeah, what he did, uh, I mean, he still had to run the time. Yeah. So uh, the way he did it, and obviously he's done, you know, 20, 30 years of, of training for that yeah. for that one moment or to be able to break two hours. So, yeah, I feel it was incredible. And he still had to get the get the work done and get the legs, um, you know, running at the speed that he had to to, to break yeah. the... The me um the two hour mark so yeah I think it was it was unbelievable but I mean I think it was definitely helped with all the the elements along the way but still a uh, yeah really incredible yeah, running feat and I've um as he's touched on before I've listened to a few like I guess endurance athletes and stuff like that they've a lot of them have message or individual sports they've said that message where it's like well I can live with knowing that at the end of the day I'm the one that's the responsible I'm putting mm-hmm. in the work yep. and at the end of the day if you're competing there's no lies in endurance sport. The one yeah. who wins is the one who works the hardest. Yeah, really, yeah exactly. Who does the most work. Yep. 
Yeah, it's just it's just a, a crazy and interesting for me, and I'm sure for many other people, um, mindset and mm. um, accountability and commitment in those type of athletes. Yeah, yeah, the um, yeah endurance events, not just a marathon, but yeah triathlons, the ultra marathons. Uh, yeah, it takes a, an incredible amount of dedication and, and sacrifice and discipline to be able to just get to the start line, let alone yeah. be able to finish the, the race, let alone to be able to win a race. Uh, you know, there's only there's only one winner. <laughs> the rest of us are in there. Uh, you know, just putting all of our hard work to the test, and that's um, you know, just getting to the start line of a of a marathon is a really big accomplishment, and uh, I always remember that, and I'm grateful for that every time I'm at the start line of a of a run. Is that ever um, come into fruition when you compete? Do you like, I want to try and win this? Uh, no, nah, I've never been. No, nah, I've never been at the stage <laughs> where I'm going to win it. No, that's never oh, been yeah. a thought. Yeah. But um, you thought, oh, well, I could just tongue it and try it, like something like that. Yeah, no, nah, not beat really. This person, or yeah, yeah, no, nah, not really. I'm always just racing against myself. So the yeah, sub, yeah, sub three hours is is my aim this year. So yeah, that was that four minute fifteen k's the whole way. Mm. Um, so you know, a few years ago, I wouldn't been able to do that for five k's. So uh, my last one was three hours seventeen minutes. I was on track till about um. 32k mark and then started slowly fading as you do in a marathon so um but i've been doing a lot more um sort of 30k plus runs since since tassie so uh i would have been super close um in canberra in three weeks but that one's been scrapped so um maybe the great ocean road in may i know that's a bit hilly but um yeah a few more strength sessions keep the hills keep the hills up keep training hard and then uh, we'll see how we go at the great ocean road if that one goes ahead in may but it's always just um yeah trying to um you know be better than i was the previous race and yeah. performing the yeah. best i can and putting all the hard work to the test it's a bit misconstrued a bit a little bit because you know you are it's weird with those kind of events how well you're kind of competing but you've got your own goals you're like i really just want to get under four hours or three yeah. hours or whatever it is yeah or, yeah and, you know like you said before no one knows what's actually all the work they've done behind the scenes yeah until the day yeah exactly everyone's got their own journey so uh, whether you're trying to crack four hours three mm. hours um, five hours um, you know there's all sorts of people get to the start line with their own story which is pretty cool everyone's really, different you really see that at those events like people of all ages body shapes mm. you know male and females you really see that as yeah. well. they've all got their own little goal yeah yeah and it's awesome I mean they've put their own work in as well so I mean they've got up before yeah. work after work run at lunchtime, uh, juggled kids uh, you know all those sort of things lost some weight overcome depression yeah. beat anxiety all of those sort of things just to get to the start line which is which is pretty cool and to them you know they might be trying to crack five hours or trying to run um, five kilometers without stopping if it's a park run mm. uh, you know there's so many different stories and inspiring stories with with running i think it's pretty cool um you could you know you could ask every runner they'll have a, a story to tell yeah why do you think running and I guess, you know, well, running in general has kind of shot off. Well, I've seen it shot off in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's gained notoriety and popularity in the community and population? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think it's that you can go out and do it. And I think um, there's some really good running groups out there now um, that are forming where it's, a, it's that whole community sort of thing. Yeah. So it's a whole running community. I think people are really um, moving towards. And uh, if you build a really good running community and running vibe, you know, people have that accountability and that social aspect as well yeah. to, to running. And that's really enjoyable as well. Um, like the 5k free park runs on a Saturday are, yeah, are great. They're everywhere. Event. Yeah. It's yeah. a great community event. And in that's Portland. The other, I'm um, sorry, okay, in Portland the other day, I saw like, um, last time I did it with a mate, Zach, I just trained with him. Mm-hmm. We dropped down there. We just finished being a warm. There was like 80 people there. I think we found out. And then Warnable had a hundred yeah. at their community over the summer. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's a great, it's a, uh, yeah, definitely a great thing. Yeah, free, free event, 5K and you go down and you get timed every week. 
you know, volunteers there do a fantastic job. So, yeah, I mean, that's obviously great communities and a great vibe down there. So everyone rocks up on a Saturday morning and gets it done. So they're, they're hugely popular. And I think those sort of things are definitely helping the wider running community. Yeah, no, 100%. Mm-hmm. Would you ever get into coaching or something like that? Yeah, that's what I'm uh, in the process of doing. So in um, in April, in a few weeks' time, I'm going to be launching... Um, yeah, Kilometre Kings, Kilometre Queens, sort of online run coaching. So yeah. uh, I wrote my first run plan out for a client in 2010, so just over 10 years ago. Mm. She was doing the Great Ocean Road half marathon. So um, being, a, being a PT and having a history with running and doing so much running myself. So I've sort of, um, you know, tweaked my, sort of, I suppose, running formula and, and um, wrote a heap of plans out over the last 10 years for clients. Um, some of them have done the first 5K and got off the couch and done that. Some have done, um, you know, marathons. Had a, a good friend of mine finish on the podium at the Borneo Marathon, which is pretty cool after wow. following a run plan. So, yeah, I've absolutely loved the whole, um, you know, experience of writing out a plan, keeping them accountable, keep yeah. challenging them, see how they go with the plan. And then uh, on race day, either pacing them or, or going down to watch them mm. and seeing how they go and perform as well. And then seeing um, them go from strength to strength with the running mm. once they've done an event, if, especially if it's their first mm. one. So, yeah, in April, kicking off, um, yeah, Kilometre Kings, Kilometre Queens, online run coaching, and then uh, yeah, be mapping out some um, some run plans for, for people interested and for that. Would, that would give a different layer for your journey in another dimension because you're kind of responsible for someone else now, that, that coaching and sharing that knowledge. And like you said, you're proud when you see them on the podium yeah, or, yeah. and it's like kind of your work as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so then the plan, like we, we spoke about community, the plan is to build a big community of, of kings and queens through the power of running, sort of one kilometre at a time. So... Um, that's what we plan on doing. So I plan on getting some run groups going on a um, Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday and creating mm. a really good community of um, you know people out there running, whether it be their first 5K or whether it's a, a marathon and a time they want to improve on. So yeah, looking forward to getting that up and going. And um, yeah, that's sort of the next uh, path I'm taking with the, with the running side of things as well as obviously continually improving myself. Yeah, that's, that's unreal. Yeah. Um, how would... You, I guess, what advice or what would you recommend for anyone that's wanting to, you know, what was big or small, you know, take on a marathon or get a 20 minute, you know, 5k out? What, what advice would you give them to keep them ahead of their goals? Uh, yeah, let's, well I think it's important to set a goal. Like a lot of people just go out and run or don't have anything, um, you know, set to achieve but i think it's important to set a goal because it just gives your training a bit more purpose mm. uh it gives you a bit more meaning to your to your running and what you're um, striving to achieve so setting a goal and then um obviously putting a plan in place so uh you know planning the work and then working the plan mm. sort of thing so putting a plan in place to achieve that goal um whether it's with a coach whether it's something you find online um and then basically just being consistent with the training. So, um, yeah, I've had plenty of people that thought they couldn't, um, you know, run 500 metres or a kilometre have gone on to, you know, in, in sort of seven, eight weeks, run a 5K fun run without stopping. And that's been, you know, amazing for them and a huge milestone. So, and that was all about them setting the goal, signing up to a race, mm. um, working a, a plan out together with them, a run plan out, and then just getting them to follow it consistently. So just being really consistent with the training and it all comes together pretty quickly. So, uh, yeah, there's a couple of keys, I think, to achieving, you know, whatever it, whatever it may be. And that goes for 5K right through to a marathon. Obviously, there's a lot more training and preparation needed for a marathon. Um, but the same thing applies. You set a goal, uh, you know, you, you put a plan in place or you, you get a program in place and then it's about the consistency and um, getting the training done on a consistent basis to be able to, yeah, achieve that goal. 
Do you utilise any training partners or anything like that when you go for your runs or is uh, it mainly by yourself? Yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's probably 95% by myself. <laughs> uh, I would love a... Um, so it sounds like a, you'd love a training partner. Yeah, some training more. partners, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got the, some boys from Melbourne down tomorrow for the, the 40k long run, which I'm super excited about because right. usually they're done by myself. So down here on the Barn River in Geelong, a few laps or the rail trail where it's just one long stretch of 40k can be uh, pretty damn boring, especially when you've run it as yeah. many times as I have. So, um, But no, 95% of it by myself. Um, but yeah, I've definitely got some um, some good crew around me now who are getting into the running and um, jump on board with them and run with them whenever I can, which is which is good. So I've got a couple of mates who are training for the Geelong Half Marathon who are moving along pretty quickly. Yeah, And then, um, yeah, a few other girls I train um, doing the... Great Ocean Road half and the Great Ocean Road full as well. So I jump in with them when I can and, and try to help out with them yeah. with some Ks. But uh, that's another reason to get the run groups going on a Sunday. So we'll get that community going of yeah. you know a heap of runners so we can all venture out and, and get the Ks done together. Yeah. And, the, and the amazing thing is that with um, your training, like we're touching on how it's mainly yourself, you genuinely love it like i saw a post when you're running and it's pissing down rain yeah, and yeah. you're smiling and you just yeah. love it genuinely enjoying running and yeah, doing yeah, what do. you do yeah yeah definitely enjoy it's it yeah if i didn't enjoy, yeah it's if i didn't enjoy it it'd be a long uh you know painful process yeah, that's an important message yeah, yeah. I think, for people. Yeah, yeah yeah so um i definitely enjoy the process like um yeah enjoy the the process and you know the, the outcome and the result whatever it may be on race day you know that all takes care of itself but just enjoy the journey along the way you know like i said i'm fitter and fittest and strongest i've ever been uh yeah love getting out and getting getting moving and running um so yeah generally do do love it and yeah i think i'll love it for, for quite a while yeah would you um ever consider doing like the boston or those big ones overseas the yeah. boston marathon and is it new york new york marathon yeah there's well? a few yeah there's six sort of majors over there that'd be yeah amazing definitely have aspirations to head overseas and um and do a few mm. of them in the next couple of years that would be awesome so um yeah that's something that's definitely on the on the radar yeah, that's unreal. Yeah. Um, and what's next? I guess you know. Is would you ever consider an ultra marathon? Like after these marathon, what what's next for Matt Daniel? Would you ever consider getting into ultra marathons again? Or yeah, so well, I did the Surf Coast Century last year. Finished the hundred kilometers there uh, in about twelve hours. Um, was really really sore for a few days afterwards, <laughs> and then um, I had planned to do some more ultras, but I thought, um, you know, I thought. I would look at the sub three and try to just go a bit quicker because I, I sort of thought to myself, look, I can go. I sort of proven to myself um, that I can, you know, run forever and endure quite a, a fair bit of sort of physical um, and mental pain in some of these big running adventures that I've been on. So I don't sort of need to prove most most anything else to myself yeah. anymore. So I thought I'll take it a totally different way and, and head down the, you know, the getting quicker. Uh, avenue so that's why I was going for the sub three so what's next to me is just yeah continually just improving as a runner like I said I've only been with Julian for seven months and improved out of sight so I'm excited to see what can happen when I mm. you know, keep training obviously all of this year all the next year so but now it's breaking the three-hour barrier for the marathon and then um, I'd love to get down to running you know sort of two and a half hours one day for a marathon so trying to just continually drop that time uh, keep improving with the running it's one to two hours yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that'd be awesome to get the get the marathon time down, um, and then yeah, looking at uh, getting this run coaching up and going, and helping yeah. the next sort of group of runners come through who, um, you know, who just love running like I do, and who just want to be you know the best version of themselves, and and running can definitely help with that. So that's sort of where I'm headed now. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Just getting quicker and punching out a, three mar- a few marathons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How, yeah. M- how many minutes per K is it three hour? So three hour marathons, you've got to be four minute, 15 Ks the whole way. Jesus. <laughs> so it's not, uh, I mean, the elites, the elites make it. That look, uh, that's their easy, easy pace runs during yeah. the week. But for me, that's, uh, yeah, that's moving reasonably quick, quick. for me, uh, especially over the 42.2 K yeah. distance. I can maintain that. That pace, that? no drama for a few k, but over forty-two point two k, obviously it's pretty challenging. Because I'm quite interested about you know the mentality behind that. Like, mm-hmm. do you ever, you know, you set these goals? Do you ever get, I guess, concerned or think, oh, I, can I do this? And chewed up, bought, bought uh, bitten too much, I could chew and yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah, there's some days with training, you know, when you, uh, you know, you meant to do a, a marathon-specific workout on the weekend that you don't quite nail or you, you fade late in some of those sessions. And you think, how am I going to run yeah. for another 10Ks at 4.15 pace when I'm gassed now and I'm a bit slower than I'm meant to be with the paces I'm meant to be hitting and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's sometimes a worry, but uh, it all comes together really well. You've got to remember, um, you know, that you can be in the middle of a heavy training block. Um, you would have, a lot of times I've been heavy, you know, had heavy legs on the Sunday from a long run, but I've run on the Saturday, had a big week at work. Um, I've had a lot of Ks during the week. So with my preparation for the, Cadbury Marathon in Tassie, um, you know, I had the two-week taper before the race and then your, your body just freshens right up. Uh, the legs felt amazing on race day and I, I suppose I executed mm-hmm. that as best I could. As, as much as I faded late in the run, I thought I ran, yeah, a pretty good uh, run for, for where I was at yeah. from a fitness point of view. And then um, I've done a few more um, 30-kilometre-plus runs for this training block, so I reckon next time I'm um, definitely going to finish yeah. a lot stronger. So, um yeah, there's training days there where you're, you're contemplating what you're doing and why you're doing it and if you're going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve. But it's just sticking at it and, um, you know, sort yeah. of trusting the process and trusting the plan. Yeah, no doubt you would have come mentally stronger, not only physically, but I think I think above all else mentally, just how important you can push yourself if you're right. And you know you can and you can push yourself and mentally be strong and yep. know that you can do this. So that, I think that plays a huge part in all this. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And that's where the training comes into place, you know, just getting yeah. it done. So you mightn't always hit your splits or your, your Ks that you, you're meant to do for the week. Mm. But if you can knock off the majority of your training and, and be flexible with your training, uh, you know, on race day, you're going in there mentally strong thinking, I've put in all the work. Yeah. I'm ready to, to run the race in my life because I've done all the work that I need to do. Yeah. So it's all about just, just ticking the, um, the runs off and just being consistent because consistency mm. is, yeah, is king. And there's a lot of honesty, I think, in running. Yeah. Like, like you said, um, when you pull up, so you think, how the hell am I going to hold this pace? Mm. You know, there's a lot of, like, it's almost humbling. It's like, well, you still got a bit to go. You know, yeah, yeah. Pro, you got to keep trusting the process. Look yeah. where you were before mm. and look where you can go and where the body can push yourself. Yeah. And on race day, you always find a little bit more, you know, you got the adrenaline yeah. pump, the atmosphere is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is what you've trained for uh, on race day. You can really, um, you know, string together some, some good times and get yourself in a position to run the best race. Mm. And that's what I did in Cadbury. That was a PB. And then uh, definitely my best time from um, from all my marathons. And then, um, you know, I hadn't been working that long with Julian with the coaching. So, uh, yeah, by the end of this year, um, I um, definitely like to think I'll be a hell of a lot quicker than I am now, <laughs> which is good. Uh, it's good just to continually improve and then enjoy the process, which is the main thing in the yeah, yeah, that's the go. main thing. Yeah, then that, like I said before, you genuinely enjoying like if you're doing something and not enjoying it, well, why are you bothering? Yeah, exactly. Why bother? Why yeah. bother doing it? You know, yeah. you got to love what you're doing, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. I think. In your career, you know, relationships, in life in general, you just mm-hmm. got to love what you do. Exactly, yep. Yeah, too many people get, I think, 
stuck in these holes where it's just like, well, you can make that change. Yeah. You can go out and make things better. Yeah. It's just about taking control of it like you did, Matty. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, with the, I mean, jumping on the scales, that was a taking sort of control mm. of the situation, accepting responsibility for, um, you know, why I was that heavy and just being lazy. And uh, from there, it's sort of, that was sort of the turning point mm. and the catalyst to, to um, yeah, change. So that's when the, the half marathons come about. And then on the back of that, um, yeah, trying to get a bit quicker for these marathons. So that was all just taking responsibility and yeah, changing the, the um, situation that I was in. And also the other side of it is the, the fundraising and the, the amazing work you've done. Do you mind naming again um, for the charities you've raised money? Yeah, for? so the Leukemia Foundation, that was, um, that's, well, that was with CAD's cause, so in memory of Andrew yep. Cadigan. So it was CAD's cause, which is effectively the Leukemia Foundation. So I raised about yeah, $50,000 for them. Um, through the 55 marathons, the 24-hour treadmill run, and then the 535 half marathons are all in memory of CAD and with money all going towards um, Leukemia Foundation. And then the Adelaide to Geelong run was in memory of my nana who um, passed away from breast cancer. So that was the Breast Cancer Network Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was about yeah, 20, same thing, 20 to $25,000 I raised for the BCNA. That was in 2014. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're to the two, two big ones. Will there be any other charities you'd be raising money for for these marathons, or is it just... uh, yeah, no, no, not at the moment. Yep. Just um, yeah, the marathons are just uh, yeah, purely trying to get it done and and um, you know setting my goals for myself. But um, yeah, probably down the down the track, I'll probably um, yeah, no doubt do some more charity work mm. at some stage. Mm. Uh, it always seems to present itself, you know, at the right time. So whenever it sort of pops up again, it feels right. I'll definitely um, yeah, look at it again. Yeah. Do you think for now it'll just be running and not having any fleeting moments into anything else or? Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty, yeah, I think yeah. running. Yeah, so I'm pretty busy with running um, and then getting this the run coaching up, which I'm really excited about. I have a really sort of big vision for that. And then um, obviously with work, Great. the kids, uh, they're all growing up and then um, my wife Lee's really busy with her work and mm. um, all those sort of things. So, uh, you know, it had a really good, time in my life it's all yeah. everything's really really good it's perfect so uh, but at the moment yeah and no, i just love running and um yeah looking forward to the, the coaching side of things and getting that up and going yeah. and creating a whole yeah like i said a community of um of runners who just yeah. love it now maddie for the listeners um as we sum all this up but where can they find you mate on social media website etc how can they contact and find you for that bit of inspiration or just from guidance yeah yeah cool so uh we'll go with um just on Facebook as Matthew Daniels. That's all yep. pretty straightforward. Instagram, I've got a page called um, MD Breaking Three, which is just sort of tracking my sub three-hour journey. Yep. So I put all the training up there and just basically how I'm feeling every day. Yeah, so that's some motivation. Anyone who wants to find that, that's you know, sick motivation. Oh, that's where I found that video. Yeah, yeah. I think and just seeing your times up, there's nothing better. Yeah, yeah. So that's just, yeah, going. just tracking the um, <laughs> the good and the bad and everything in between for to, the journey to sub three. So uh, yeah, that's MD Breaking Three, and then the um, coaching page we're getting up and going uh at the moment that's just run underscore coaching and it's got mm-hmm. kilometer kings kilometer queens there so um that's just new on instagram so that's where i'll be sharing a lot of running content and you'll have the option to to grab a um you know run plan if that's mm-hmm. something you're interested in or just ask any questions uh that's pretty much about um about it and i've got a website as well um the marathonman.com.au there's some information on there about mm-hmm. um, bits and pieces that i've done and um, some other podcasts and um, all sorts of bits and pieces on there. So if anyone's got any questions about running or is interested um, in regards to anything, yeah, just just um, touch base, no problem. Matty, 
thanks again for your time, mate. I've left inspired and, you know, I might just go run a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. No, I appreciate your time and thanks for having me here at the gym, mate. I think a lot of listeners will get a heap out of your journey and a lot out of this podcast, mate. I appreciate it again. No worries. Thanks, thanks for having mate. us on. Cheers. You. How about that for an episode, guys? I hope you all really enjoyed that one. Quick shout out to my man, Michael Peters, the man behind the camera, and also big, big love to 3RPC for allowing us to utilize the studio space. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. So big thank you. Please make sure you all follow at a chat with Pat on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast via Spotify and iTunes, and please don't be afraid to leave a review. We are open to all feedback to make this as good as possible for all our listeners. Stay safe and all my love, guys. You!